You're listening to a teaching from Sundown Church. We hope you encounter God through our podcast and experience freedom in your life. Last week we talked about this, um, and this is important to today's sermons, just recognizing what we talked about last week. Last week we, we recognized we cannot allow our experiences to be what guide our tomorrow. My experiences cannot be what guide tomorrow because I operate as a son and daughter in the kingdom of heaven. And what we're in the business of doing is new things. Behold, I am doing a new thing. Do you not perceive it? The Lord is constantly doing a new thing. And when we are guided by our own experiences, I'm not talking about, I, I have experiences with certain things. I've welded before without gloves on. That was an experience. And it has changed tomorrow because now I weld with gloves on because I like my hands not burned, right? Like that experience guides us. But in, in the church, it is to be a reference point, but it is not to be what dictates what will come next because what I've experienced thus far in my walk with the Lord, I pray to God, is not all there is to experience. I pray that there is more of the kingdom, more of the Father's heart that I have yet to venture into. I want to venture into it, Amen. I want to see new things, but if we are only guided by our past experiences in the things of what the Lord will and will not do, if your past experience is what's dictating the answer to those questions, what you will do is you will build a house, and your children will then tear down that house and rebuild the same thing, and we'll just go round and round and round and round and round and round, relearning the same lessons. What I've learned at 25, when I was 25, I'm not there anymore, when I was 25, I don't want to be the same lessons my sons learn when they're 25, right? What point is that? If what I've learned, I'm not passing on, that they would not have to learn those lessons the way I had to learn those lessons. And that the lessons that they need to learn, that I learned, they could learn as children and not as grown men. But they could learn them now. Right? Their, seal, their ground floor is to be my ceiling. But if we, do, if we do not allow the Lord to lead us into this ever-increasing glory, right? We are made for an ever-increasing glory. We are not made... To stay on the same level, but the Lord and our relationship with Him is to be ever increasing, and our walk with Him is to be ever increasing, and so therefore there are new things that await, are waiting for me. New things, depths of God that I have yet to see. One of those things I have, I have never seen, I have never witnessed, we've witnessed it, I've never seen two people in one family come down with cancer, and I've never seen a hospital transformed because of those people. I've never seen that. We saw it here, though, didn't we? We've seen it here. I've, I've never seen a man that the doctor said this, he's not going to make it through the night, and we pray for him because his lungs are shutting down. We pray for him, and the next day the doctor's like, I, don't, I have no answer. That man's alive with us today. We have seen new things, and the Lord is doing new things, and he is in the business of establishing and building a, an entire a new church, a new foundation, a new community. He's doing new things. But if we allow our past experiences to be what guide us forward, we will miss what new things the Lord is doing. You will always miss it. It is impossible to see it if experience is what's guiding you. And the Lord wants to, wants to release His presence like He's not yet released it, uh, like West Texas has never seen it. And that is not possible if we're using our grading scale of what He's already done. I have to allow him to show me new things. 
Tomorrow will worry about itself. And I can only see this close to the painting. The Lord sees the entire canvas. I have to allow him to show me what I'm looking at and to lead me into tomorrow and to establish the things that he needs to establish in me. I need to let go of things that are not appropriate for tomorrow that were appropriate yesterday, but they're not appropriate for tomorrow. They're not necessary in the coming seasons. We've got to allow the Lord to guide and direct us in these things. And then this week, today, that was just what we've talked about. Um, Well, first, let's go to Matthew. We'll be in Matthew 12, verse 33. This is Jesus talking, either make the tree good and its fruit good or make the tree bad and its fruit bad. For the tree is known by its fruit, you brood of vipers. You, how can you speak good when you are evil? For out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. The good person out of his good treasure brings forth good. And the evil person out of his evil treasure brings forth evil. I tell you, on the day of judgment, people will give account for every careless word they speak. For by your words, you will be justified. And by your words, you will be condemned. Now, I've only ever heard this passage taught one way. It's only ever been taught from a place of correction. And making sure that we're rooted in the correct things, right? I've only ever heard it taught from you brood of vipers. That perspective. What you surround yourself with will overflow out of you. And now that is true. What you, surround, what you are surrounded by is what you will seek. You need to know that. What you are surrounded by is what you will seek out. I gave this example on, on Wednesday. We talked about this. But if I start hanging out with a bunch of people that do a lot of hunting... What am I going to end up going and buying? Hunting stuff, right? If I start hanging out with people that like to exercise and silly stuff like that, what am I going to do? I'm going to go buy some new shorts, some new shoes, look super cool, because it's going to help me be healthier. Right? We, we always do that. We reflect what we're surrounded by, right? Those are silly examples, but you understand what I'm saying. And it's same with the Lord. You will reflect what you are surrounded by. And if you are not surrounded by Him, you will not reflect Him. If you are not seeking the, that which surrounds you and He is not that which surrounds you, you will not seek after Him. You will pursue yourself. You will pursue the things that you desire, not the things that the Lord has for you. We are meant to be surrounded by Him. But that, all of that is not the point of this morning, and not the word that the Lord has had for me and on my heart uh, for the last several days. What has been so profound to me and just jumped out um, of the page, it was just a random, I wasn't even reading this passage, it just randomly struck me several days ago. For out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. And then we see the same passage in Luke 7. Verse 43, for no good tree bears bad fruit, nor again does a bad tree bear good fruit. For each tree is known by its own fruit. For figs are not gathered from thorn bushes, and nor are grapes picked from bramble bush. The good person out of the good treasure of his heart produces good, and the evil person out of his evil treasure produces evil. For out of the abundance of the heart, his mouth speaks. Out of the abundance of our hearts. And what the Lord showed me in this is that he, he showed me not, not the mouth speaking, but what overflows out of us. Jesus says in John 7 that all who believe in him 
The river of life will flow into them and out of them. It will flow from them. The river of life will flow from their hearts. Those who believe in Jesus, those who abide and remain in him. John 15, if my word remains in, if you abide in me, my word abides in you. Ask whatever you wish. By this my Father is glorified that you bear much fruit and so prove to be my disciples. We are meant to bear fruit. We are meant to have the river of life flow from us and through us and into the world around us. We are meant to overflow. And that's what the Lord has been speaking out of the abundance of your heart. Not the mouth speaks portion. Just listen. Out of the abundance of our heart, the Lord seeks to be the abundance of our heart. He seeks to be what so naturally overflows out of us. That what the world sees is just an overflow expression. Something, can you contain overflow? No. No, you cannot. All that you can contain is that which is in the cup. And when it starts to get ready to overflow, we pull it out from under the faucet. The Lord wants us to be placed where his presence can pour into us so heavily that we would exist in overflow. And uh, I had this example that I wanted to show you. I want to read that passage from John 7 first, verse 37. In chapter 7, on the last day of the feast, the great day, Jesus stood up and cried out, If anyone thirsts, let him come to me and drink. Whoever believes in me, as the scripture has said, out of his heart will flow rivers of living water. Out of the abundance of our heart and what we surround ourselves with is what we will seek out. And if I'm surrounded by the presence of God, that will be a reflection in the abundance of my heart. That What will flow out of me will be the presence of God. And so I have this question. Before I show this video... I'm going to give some explanation. I can't sit still. I'm like, I drank too much coffee, and I'm just pacing a hole in the floor. I don't know which side of the podium I like today. I'll start here. We'll see how long I can stay here. Um, but out of the abundance of our heart, what the Lord has been showing me with that is that if we would allow ourselves to be surrounded by all the things that he has spoken, that he has spoken over this house, over all of you in here, over the people of this community, allow ourselves to be surrounded and overflow with the promises that the Lord has spoken over this community, this will be the difference maker. Not, and this sounds selfish, but not with the perspective of them, that this is for them, but if we would just allow ourselves individually to be so surrounded by the presence of God for me, it will be, all these things will be added unto us. If the overflow of my heart is the presence of God, that is the perfect answer. And that is the only way that we build and we establish the things that the Lord has spoken over us. And I saw this video as the Lord was just reiterating this to me. There's this song, um, and we'll play it in just a second. It's called Ring and Robe. And now you'll remember back in 2020, the Lord spoke before 2020, back in 2019, the Lord spoke that we would be the father going out to receive the prodigal sons and daughters that seek to return home. We would go out to them, right? The father in this story, he does not wait for his son to approach him. He runs to him and he brings truth and righteousness. He brings everything that the son needs. He doesn't even allow the son to exist in that slave mentality that he believes he earned. And by the world standard, he absolutely did earn. But by the standard of the father who is in heaven, there's only grace, there's only forgiveness. And he runs to him and he clothes him in identity, truth and righteousness, tells him who he is, tells him who he belongs to, and then welcomes him in. The Lord said this church will do that for this community. 
this church will run out. It will meet them where they are. That's the big thing. That's a big lesson. I wish the churches of the world would understand that we are meant to meet them where they are. They are not meant to meet us where we are. Do you understand that? Where did Jesus, where did Jesus just wait for them to come? But he sought them out. He traveled. He went to where they were and he spoke the truth of the kingdom and he released freedom upon them. The Lord has said that we would be that. And so that's what this, this song is about, is about this, this cloaking and this welcoming in of those that have been lost that are now found. Welcoming them in, welcoming them home. I love, this is something that Sarah put up years ago, but our little, will you put our little sundown, uh, you're welcome here thing up? Um, this, this plays through the service, but that, that is to be the heart of, of this people that gather here. That you are welcome here. Not just in this building, but up amongst us in this community, you're welcome. We want you here. We're blessed that you're here. And anyways, I was listening to this song and the Lord was just talking about all the things. He was just reminding me all of the things that he has spoken over this house. And I'm listening to this song. And I don't know any of these people. I don't know if it's genuine or if it's commercial. There's a lot of that. Christianity sells. So you can make music. You don't really have to be that Christian, right? It's the same with country music. If they're wearing skinny jeans and Jordans, they're not country. They just have a twang in their voice. But it sells, right? And we know Christianity will sell. The music will sell. And, so, and I'm not saying that about these people. I don't know these people is what I'm trying to say. I don't know who they are. I don't know their stories. But what the Lord showed me in this was the people worshiping. And if we would allow the presence of God, if we would allow it to surround us and it to be what we seek and allow the abundance of our hearts, what flows out of us to be the presence of God, if that is what flowed out of us, it's Jesus calling. He's reminding you. If we allowed his presence to overflow out of our hearts, if we allowed what he has spoken to so consume us that it is just the natural response, it just naturally flows. It is the abundance of our hearts. And then we respond from that place. I watched this video as these people are just worshiping in joy. And the Lord is, was saying it wasn't about the worship. It wasn't about how we worship in here. He was just saying this is to be how you live your life with such joy. With such joy, I was watching this video and I'm watching these people dance and sing and I'm watching them and I'm looking at that and saying, what person on earth would not want to be a part of that? If you just took away, this is what I was thinking in my head, if you took away the music, if you muted it, if you gave them no context, you just saw them, there's not a person on earth that wouldn't want to be a part of that. And if we would live with such joy and such abundance overflowing out of us because we know what the Lord has spoken, he will absolutely do. I was thinking about that this morning. I'm playing the drums and we were praying this morning before we started. And I was just thinking about those prayers while we were worshiping and just thinking about the reality of when the children of God speak, heaven is released. It's not always released in the timeline, in the manner that we think it's released, but the second we speak, heaven moves. Do you believe that? As sons and daughters, co-heirs to the kingdom of heaven, this is your birthright, this kingdom. And when you speak, it moves. By the power and the presence of the Holy Spirit that dwells in you. Not by your works, but by his alone, that none of us may boast, but the kingdom of heaven moves because the sons and daughters speak it into existence. And if we would just exist understanding this reality, 
dancing and rejoicing, recognizing that what the Lord has spoken has already been released to us. And now we just get to exist in the fruit of it. We just get to rejoice in the fruit of it. The Lord has said he's going to do things in this house. He said it, not me. We've got to take this understanding like Paul had in the shipwreck when everybody's thinking they're going to drown. He's like, why are you afraid? Why do you fear? You're not going to drown because you're with me and the Lord has sent me on a mission and I've not yet done that. So my life is preserved and therefore so is yours because you're with me. If we would just understand this reality that what the Lord has spoken to us is coming because it has already been spoken, it has been released. What would our mentality, what would our attitude day in and day out look like? And the Lord just gave me this example. This is what it should look like. There should be such an abundance of joy in you that people look at you and they, they want what you have. Not because you're going to them saying, look at how joyful I am. You're, but you're existing, surrounded by everything that the Lord has spoken and out of the abundance of your heart, you're living from that place. As the Lord pours in, you exist in the overflow. And this is how we act. So Zach, will you play that? It's just a worship video. Uh, you guys watch it, uh, enjoy it, and then we'll, we'll talk about it when it's done. I don't, I don't know how you can watch that and not smile. Um, these people are these people are worshiping, but there's there's so much in that that I wanted us to catch. So much in that that I want us to see. Um, I wasn't sure about that that part where he's he's speaking about those that are lost coming home. I I wasn't sure about putting that in there, but I it, it's really important. The Lord showed me that I left that in there because in in the world when you ask for something, you don't celebrate until you've received it because there's not. A certainty that you will receive it. Right? We don't rejoice until after the gift is given. But in the kingdom of heaven, when the sons and daughters ask for something to happen, we begin to celebrate right then and there because it's being done. If we would exist with such hope right here and now, celebrating all that the Lord has spoken, can you just for a second remember what the Lord has spoken? The Lord has said that this community will look more like the kingdom of heaven than it does a city and a state and a country, that this community will thrive where it should not. It will grow when it should not. It will be successful and find success, that it will be a land of milk and honey, that out of the rock will come honey. Meaning there will be blessing, there will be nutrients, there will be provision in a place where it should not come from. And that is sundown Texas. The Lord has spoken that. You were here, you've witnessed it. The Lord has spoken those things. Why are we not celebrating now as if they are already done? Because are they not, in reality, are they not, act, they're done, right? It's done, it's a done deal. So if we would celebrate in the reality of a finished work, the Lord does not do things unfinished. When he spoke creation into existence, you tell me when that stopped. Tell me when the leaves cease to grow. Tell me when the grass ceases to come up in the spring. When does growth, when does creation stop happening? It hasn't happened yet. So when the Lord speaks, not only does it come to be, but it will continue to be beyond our days. Because no matter what I do, I cannot make that grass stop growing because it was created for life and for newness of life. And what the Lord has spoken over this community, we cannot stop it. And it has been released. So if we would begin to celebrate as those people were celebrating the finished work of God, celebrate it like we're on the finish line. 
Celebrate now what the Lord has just started as though it's finished, because it is. We're not there yet. We've not seen the completion of it, but it is a done deal. And if we would celebrate out of the overflow of our hearts, surrounded by the things that the Lord has spoken, surrounded by the presence, would we begin to celebrate that the expression upon us would be equal to what we just witnessed there? I don't know those people, but I'm watching that video and I'm seeing these goofy white guys trying to dance, these people that clearly can dance better than they can, but they're just in it and they're just having a good time. They don't care what around them is going on. They're celebrating what the Lord is doing right then and there. Can we not be those people? Why not? Can we not just allow the Spirit of God to totally consume and overflow out of us that I cannot control my expression and my celebration? Why are we not celebrating? That is the difference. When the world around us is in turmoil, we celebrate because the Lord has not left us empty-handed. When we were in the midst of such uncertainty, still existing in such uncertainty, the Lord has spoken a perfect word. And I'm telling you, I'm asking you right now, has, is sundown yet more like the kingdom than it is a city and a state and a country? No, not yet. So what does that mean? The Lord isn't done. The Lord is moving. But the Lord is going to do it. Amen? The Lord is going to do it. And can we not celebrate these things? You know what we're doing before home football games again? We're praying. And they're just doing that. Just felt, you know what, it's time for us to get the Lord back into these things. You know what we're doing at the school again? We've got FCA going again. There's over 60 kids coming to these meetings. And the kids are teaching the lessons. They're discipling one another. Come on. The Lord is doing it. So why are we not celebrating? Why are we not dancing and praising in the streets? Why are we not rejoicing and causing joy to our neighbors? There should not be a heavy laden one of us in here. Because the Lord has spoken. And we know that He is faithful. We should be so overflowing with hope. And hope, as Jade taught us several weeks ago, hope is not this hope of the world where I hope this works out because it might not. Hope in the kingdom is authority and ownership. I hope it's not here yet, but it, it, is, it is coming because I've spoken. I've released it. I'm a son and daughter of God, and the Lord spoke it to me, and I've partnered with heaven to see it released. And so I hope for this day, not with any doubt, but with total and complete victory and certainty that this day will come and is in my midst. That is our hope. Unfaltering, unwavering celebration of what the Lord has already started doing and that it is a finished work. Whether we like it or not, the Lord is going to do kingdom business and he's going to work it out upon this earth. Amen? So why are we not celebrating? Out of the overflow of our hearts, they should see such joy because we are rejoicing in what the Lord has spoken. Can you imagine, just for a second, just think about the gravity of everything the Lord has said He will do in this community. What? That every house would be full of the Spirit of God, that as people enter in to sundown city limits, illness would fall away. They would encounter such a thick presence of God that as, as we saw in Saul, as he's coming to kill, as he sent his messengers to kill David, and they would prophesy. And Saul just got into the region where they were prophesying of David's ruling. And what did Saul begin to do? He began to prophesy 
of the man he has come to kill, he has prophesied his rule over him. To the point where he laid naked and bare before him prophesying. You don't get any more humility than that. The worst of the worst prophesied because they could not deny the presence of God that was there. That will be sundown Texas. That you could bring the worst of the worst. The most horrible human in all of existence. And when they crossed that city limits, they would prophesy of the goodness of God and His moving upon this earth. Amen? And if it's going to get them, guess who it's gonna, what it's going to do to all of us kind of nice people? Right? You guys aren't the worst of the worst. So it should be easy for you. Can you imagine what it is if we dwell in this all the time? Live here in the presence of God that He desires to release. We've got to start celebrating it now, though. The Lord has done it. He has released it. The celebration starts when the asking begins. And we've asked. So let's celebrate. Allow him to fill you that out of the abundance of your heart, they would see your rejoicing. They would see your celebrating. It would not, you could not contain, you can't contain overflow and the Lord wants to overflow in your life. That you could not contain it and your expression and celebration towards him would not be contained. Thanks for listening to this message. For more resources, visit sundownchurch.com.